Welcome to the GBNI podcast. Our vision is that Girls Brigade Northern Ireland will be recognised as a dynamic, Christ-centred organisation, effectively reaching out to all girls to value, nurture and equip them for life. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the next special episode of the GBNI podcast. My name is Emma and I'm delighted to be joined today by Catherine Denny from St James's Presbyterian Girls Brigade. Catherine was featured in a recent Resources for You publication, giving ideas and suggestions for sensory Bible stories to help engage girls and in particular girls with additional needs in GB. Catherine, you're very welcome and I look forward to hearing you share some more of your knowledge and expertise with us today. Thank you. So just before we get started, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your GB company? Hello everybody and thank you very much Emma for the invitation to join with you tonight uh, or today. Uh, so I have been part of GB since as long as I can remember because my mummy was a GB officer. So like many of us who are children of GB officers, we have to go uh, even whenever we're in a buggy. So I don't remember life without GB and I went through all sections and eventually became an officer and now I'm captain in St James's in Ballymalley. And over that time, there have been many changes within GB and within the type of girls and things we have. And I also then have my day job where I work in a special school as a special special needs classroom assistant with children with profound and multiple difficulties. So has it always been just, has it always been St James's GB you've been connected with? Yeah. Yes, yes. We didn't have a GB company in my home congregation and mum didn't leave her home congregation for GB. So I've always been in St James's. And then I married somebody from St. James's and now it's my church anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. Your whole GB life has been with with one. So in the Resources for You publication, um, we shared a wee bit about from yourself about sensory Bible stories and how you use them in GB. Um, For anyone maybe who isn't already familiar with them, um, can you tell us a wee bit more about what is a sensory story and how do you use them in GB? You know, how have you been using them in your company? So sensory stories are what really self-explanatory. They are exactly what they say on the tin. You use your senses as props to go along with your story. Uh, now that we have so many children coming in with additional needs and even children who learn in a different way to listening to stories that they now are maybe visual learners or kinesthetic learners, it always helps to have different things to help them remember the story. So whenever I start a uh, sensory story where I look at it now we now have a considerable amount of girls I think we have five on the autistic spectrum we also have a couple with a sensory processing disorder we have a little girl with Williams syndrome and so we have quite a few girls who have come through our doors with additional needs like I'm sure many other companies and I sort of thought well you know these girls have a right to be included in everything that's going on just the same way as anybody is that comes through our doors So when I look at the stories and whatnot, I actually go right back to the toddler Bible because it's the most simplest form of the story that I can find. And that's why if you look at the resources for you, I use very familiar stories. I use like, for instance, whenever you think of Jonah, the first thing you think of is the beach and think of all the senses you use in the beach. You smell the sea air. You nearly can taste the salt. Um, you know, there's so much. You can feel the wind in your face. You feel the sand in your feet. And and you see all the beauty of creation when you're there. So whenever we, we whenever I think of a story, I go right back to the simplest form. And I use them with um, our girls 
normally with all of them together, because even those children who don't have a learning difficulty or don't have additional needs, loves looking at the props and love touching, feeling things, love tasting things. And, you know, it really helps them remember the story as much as anything. So it does. And you know, whenever we first introduced them, some, you know, the girls were like, my turn, my turn. But, you know, once they realized everybody was getting it, they they now love it. And, you know, sometimes things aren't very nice. You try to get different things like I've had them to taste dulse and to taste smell curry powder for things and whatnot. And, you know, the reactions are amazing. Like some of them go, hmm, that's lovely. And I was going, what's that? You can just imagine. So it really opens up lots of um, other senses and maybe introduces them to things that they've never thought of having before. Now, I will say, but whenever you are doing it, just be very mindful like of the girls that you have and you will know your girls really well. Make sure there's no food allergies. Make sure you don't have any nut-based things or like peanut butter or anything in it. And, you know, do, you'll know your girls and you'll know what you can have for them. Um, but those are the things you need to just remember when you're doing it. And some children will hate feeling things. You know, the green bit of the back of a scar sponge that you wash your saucepans with is great for fake grass. But it's amazing the number of children who actually hate the feel of that. So it is. And if you have Poundland or Home Bargains or B&M Bargains or any other cheap sort of store around, if you look at seasonal things, you get got great grass, fake grass placemats this year in um, Poundland. And they're brilliant to cut up and have for different grassy things. And for feeding 5,000, there's everybody sitting in the grass, have a wee feel, you know, even sit on the, when they're small enough, the wee explorers can sit on them and they go, oh, that's jaggy or that's not nice or whatever. So, you know, just use what you have. It does not have to be expensive. It can literally be what is in your kitchen cupboard. And you're all your herbs and spices that you don't use very often that maybe have got a wee bit out of date. Those are brilliant for using in sensory stories. So they are. Lots of different scope and lots of different ideas and suggestions for people, which is fab. Um, and I suppose as well, it just makes the story, you know, um, for, for every child and every girl that's listening to the story, just makes it so much more memorable because yes. they're going to remember a particular smell or the laugh that they're going to have when they touch something or they didn't like it or they did like it. And, you know, it's going to make it so much more memorable for them. And it's really good as well for maybe some girls who don't go to church, who maybe don't hear Bible stories very often. And then whenever they do, um, I have a friend who teaches them on the local schools and she said that, that somebody said, oh, yeah, yeah, we did that at GB because we smelt whatever. So, you know, those wee things are do really stick in their memory, which is absolutely fantastic. This is super. Um, so you've said there that um, not only do you obviously have your full-time job with GB, but you also have a full-time job um, in the special needs school. So have you sort of like any sort of, we're always looking for hints and tips and ideas and wee gems of sort of wee things people maybe not haven't thought of before that you would be able to share with other leaders working with children with additional needs in their GB company? You know, are there different strategies that you would have or different advice that you could feel, you know, would be, would be helpful? One thing that is really good for all children with additional needs is, first of all, their children. The fact that special needs come second. So make sure that you still keep your boundaries for wee Susie that you have for maybe Sophie, because, you know, just because she has additional needs, it doesn't mean that she doesn't know to sit with the rest. She may not want to sit with the rest, but I, I always have for keep the firm boundaries and keep them and um, the fact that they have special needs come second. They're still children. They still need to be told no. They still need to be told whatever. And have everything as visual as you can. Um, we had somebody a couple of years ago who 
didn't like not knowing what was going to happen. Now, you don't have to have a big fancy visual timetable. You don't have to be a wonderful artist. Stick men are brilliant. Uh, literally a reporter's notepad or a wee blank bit of paper and just have first we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. And then whenever you have first and then done, then you go back to another. First, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. And you can do that the whole way through your night. And, you know, stick men are brilliant to just draw. And they get it if they just have a wee picture of something that they're going to do. Or some children actually just respond if it's written down, especially if you have like an older, like maybe in your gold group of explorers or something, just write down tonight at GB we are doing and have like singing, have story, have games, have whatever. And 90% of them will be able to read some of it or recognize some of it. And that way it makes life so much easier. Um, also like, whenever you have your registration night or you meet mommy, ask mommy. Mommy is the person who knows her wee girl the best. And if she says, oh, look, she really hates balloons. Well, you're not going to bring balloons in, but I wouldn't say never bring them in. I would just warn her and say, well, next week, you know, we might have a couple of balloons here or when she comes in, maybe not even, maybe that's too long for her to think about it. Maybe say, you know, like um, tonight we have a couple of balloons, but you know, it's not going to be really noisy. And I want you to be really super duper brave and have a wee reward or use social stories. Now that's a, diff a whole different um, kettle of fish, but you literally can have a story as tonight Catherine wants you to listen really well and sit with your friends and just read that a couple of times to your little girl. And sometimes having that will just say, oh, so I, I want to please her tonight and I'll sit really well. It I'm not saying these things work every week, and we often talk about um, a bottle of Coke. So if you think of a bottle of Coke as sitting in the bench and it's fallen over, so it gets a wee bit fizzy. So you think of your wee girl has come home from school and um, all day long her school uniform's been annoying her and it's been making her itchy. So she's a wee bit fizzy, like the bottle of Coke. And then she's opened her pencil case and she's forgotten her favourite pencil to maybe do her homework. So the Coke's got a wee bit fizzier. And then maybe mummy's been rushing to get her to GB and says, come on, hurry up, I need you out the door. And she hasn't time to process what's happening. So the coat gets a wee bit fizzier. And then she comes into GB and there's lots of noise around and maybe her friend isn't there yet. So the coat gets even a wee bit more fizzed up. And then something else hasn't gone away and it's really, really fizzy now. And mommy comes to pick her up and bang, the bottle lid has come off and you have a major meltdown there. And it's not your fault. It is a combination of things that have built up and whatnot. But, you know, it's very much reassurance and say, Look, you know, we know you haven't had a good night tonight, but look, next week will be better. And always end in a positive and never look at what your girl can't do. Always say, but you were so good tonight at sitting for that story. You really listened so well. Maybe I have a special sticker and I always have a supply of special things. It might be a special pack of Haribo because it's a different one in the middle of the pack or it might be a special sticker. I do use actually GB's own stickers that... um. I've had a good night and the ones with the little explore things that are in the available in the shop because I think that, you know, it really is a good visual to say, oh, I got this from GB. Um, but that's that's my main points um, of keeping things very visual, explaining what's happening, but most importantly, have your boundaries and just treat your girls as children who are little explorers. That's fab. Loads of really good ideas um, and hints and tips for people that I know everyone's going to find really really useful um 
this podcast is obviously going to be recorded and sent out to GB leaders, um, but there are so many publications, podcasts, social media accounts, um, and we just wanted to... Do you, are there any that you follow or any that you've interacted with that you um, find helpful when working with children and young people just in general as well as with children with additional needs or? Um, to be fair, I don't really use, I don't really listen to other publications or po- podcasts um, and I don't, I don't think I follow anything. I do, I do follow um, the Attention Autism, which is from the Middletown School of Autism Um I do follow them on social media, but to do attention autism at GB isn't really ideal and you need to be properly trained on it. But it does give you sort of activities that you can do with the rest of them. Um, Some of them are just with flowers. Some of them are like shaking things. I use ministry for children whenever I'm doing things for Sunday school, but I do tweak them and simplify them an awful lot. And I would tend to use object lessons for a lot of things. And sometimes if you just Google um object lesson with a sieve <laughs> you will get something that's related um as a time filler or just to settle them down and bring your girls back doesn't matter I haven't found anybody yet who really doesn't like to sing or dance or do something even those girls who maybe are on the autistic spectrum or who are a wee bit shyer you know will stand at the side and observe maybe for the first week and then the next week I'll say no Everybody saw last week what we're doing and I will use the same song for maybe a whole term. I wouldn't chop and change your music and things. I'll keep things very and keep the routine of GB fairly similar. Um, but I, I don't use anything other than that. And anything else I do use is either just out of my head. And believe you me, my head could come up with some wacky ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you know so many things that you just go off of just google that and get so much information and um, ideas and resources online which is fab <laughs> um, I do love forest school things I love being I like being outside and I mean our explore outing actually cost absolutely nothing last year we went to um my mum and dad's farm and we went across to where there were some trees and we made photo frames with forest stuff and it was amazing the pictures it came up with a dandelion for the sun a bit of sheep's wool for a cloud and I mean it was amazing so that's what I say you don't need to overthink things keep everything very simple and you know just having fun and mud and having space to run sometimes is absolutely fantastic for all of them that sounds fab so it does that sounds really good and it's all the hints and tips I'm remembering as well (laughs) So can I just ask you just want to say why you feel it is so important um, to relate to young people on their level, whatever level that is, um, especially when we're sharing something as important um, as the gospel and GB. Um, you know, why do you feel so important to, to be able to relate to young people on their level? Well, I just think that, you know, our girls face so much, so many challenges in the world now between social media. You know, I have a daughter who's a brigader. And, you know, some of the things I come home to say, Mommy, look what I saw tonight. And the girls really have so much that they face in the world that are so difficult. So whenever we are in GB, I really think it is so important that they have so much input and that they get to know the Bible stories, that they get to know um, Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, that they can be open about discussing it with you. And I mean, uh, nothing surprises me anymore you know sometimes they think oh it's a terrible thing to say that 
they, they did such and such and they maybe said a bad word and, and I said well you know this isn't very good but you know there's ways around that and you try really hard not to do that and I think you know we need to be very inclusive nowadays because there's so many girls who maybe have things happening at home that we don't know about you don't know what was on behind closed doors and you know to relate to those girls they come in there maybe some girls are sent to GB that they don't really want to be there it's a babysitting service and so if you can make it fun and get the gospel into into their wee heads and whatnot you know once you sow those tiny seeds as tiny as mustard seeds hopefully they'll grow and flourish big trees and that's what we try our best to do and it's so important that everybody gets something and you know if you don't know and you do struggle and we all struggle I mean there's times I go oh my goodness what am I going to do tonight but you know just think about just take a wee step back um my best time for thinking is either when I'm in the car by myself or whenever I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and something's going around my head and I keep a notebook now somewhere nearby some nights I write it down some nights I put um, something into my phone and once I've that done then I can log it and deal with it tomorrow but um, yeah it's really really important to get things in and you know there's so many sporting things on a Sunday now we find that you know we've girls who maybe only get to Sunday school once or twice a month because they've been picked for a hockey team or their brother's been selected for a football team somewhere and they all have to go and so it's very important that we get those uh, messages and those stories into their wee heads and into their lives whenever they're at GB with us. Yeah, no, that sounds great. From, from what you're saying, you think the GB company just comes across as such a nurturing and caring, um, you know, inclusive and supportive environment, which is brilliant for your girls and for your leaders as well. You know, I know you have a strong leadership um, team, which is brilliant, um, that you support we, each other as well as the girls. Yeah, we try really hard to do that because, because like, we have a smallish town like Balamani, and, I mean, all our officers, like, the two two of us have been in GB since we were explorers. We joke there's eight weeks an age difference between us, and we always joke which one's the oldest. But um, yeah, you know we are, and we all are very supportive of each other. And you know, if I come up with a wag idea, we have a group chat with our officers, and I'll say, oh, I was thinking this. The latest wag idea was I'm going to try and source a Peppa Pig outfit to go for a Peppa Pig muddy puddle walk whenever the rain comes, and we plenty of mud. And they're going, oh, here she goes again. But they're all very, yeah, that's a great idea. Can't go for it. <laughs> Someone listening today may have one. So if anybody has a Peppa Pig outfit, <laughs> please contact me. <laughs> we'll pass it on. <laughs> and just sort of finally, um, we always want to know, sort of like, and always are really interested has the impact of GB, not just on our girls, but but on our leaders. Um, so can I just ask you, if you don't mind just sharing a wee bit personally about how GP um, and being a leader in GB has impacted on your own personal journey of faith and um, your life in general? Well, I'm not very good about talking about my faith or anything like that. I'm more a doer than actually a talker, to be totally fair. Um, but yes, as I said earlier, I grew up very much in a GB family where we were encouraged. Like I, I also had two aunties who were GB officers and captains in different arts and parts of the country. So GB was very much part of my life and being in Sunday school and being everything. And, you know, um, it was very much uh, there. So like whenever um, I became a GB leader, I suppose I wasn't really that good at doing things. I wasn't very good at reading my Bible. I did say my prayers, but I wasn't very good at doing 
the other things. I tried to do whatever. And I suppose at that stage, I was in my late teens, early 20s. And life, I did sort of enjoy life a wee bit. But um, then I sort of um, got involved like in an alpha group and in, in a young adults group within our church and whatnot. And that that really helped to grow my faith and to, to do that. And I just saw so many young people who have not had that opportunity to have a nurturing environment and to be part of a church family and to be part of that. And then whenever, you know, you delve into it, you you are totally amazed at how much a Bible that was written over 2000 years ago is actually so relevant today and how no matter what you come up with, that you really are, have something within that book. And, you know, many a day I think, you know, how am I going to get through today? But, you know, as, as somebody once said to me, you know, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. And I remember also being at a meeting one night and, and uh, the lady had had really traumatic life and she had lost her daughter in terrible circumstances. She said, you know, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And I remember thinking, well, that's so true because I don't want for anything. And, you know, I, I am led by whatever, by still waters and things. And, you know, whenever you think about the big picture, it really, it really made my faith and things grow and um you know i do believe that the plans are made for you and that you know plans to prosper and plans to grow and you know whenever the lord is with you every day you at least have somebody there to talk to and you know some days if people see me in the car they'll think she's lost the plot she's talking to herself but there's many a time i say look lord what are we going to do today or what are we going to do and things always happen maybe not necessarily the way I want them to but I always get through them and so you know um as I say I'm not very good at talking about my faith <laughs> I'm not very good at talking about things but I do firmly believe that as a GB leader I have a duty to go out into the world and tell them about Jesus and I've been bigly involved in youth ministry within our congregation I run our Holder Bible Club as well I did do the youth club up until I just couldn't do any more and something had to go so unfortunately youth club went um but it, it's something that I do feel very strongly with and I, I do feel as well that whenever you get them young and you nurture them and you look after them you know I have girls in our company who didn't go to church who still don't go very often but I still think if we nurture them and show them the love of Jesus through us hopefully they will see that, you know, Christians aren't dirt people that you can't have fun with. And, you know, we can have fun and we can shine our lights for Jesus every day. Oh, that's great. No, thank you. You said you can't talk about it. I think you talk very eloquently and, and very well about your faith, which is fab. Um, thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing with us today. We really appreciate you giving your time and sharing your knowledge and your expertise. Um, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you and getting to know you and your GB company a bit better. Um, I would advise everybody to go and encourage you all to go and have a look at the Resources for You publication. Um, Catherine has shared three fab, um, simple stories with lots of ideas for how they can be adapted to be sensory stories. And I know that regardless of um, the challenges and difficulties that your girls might face, then I know they're all going to get a lot out of um you know, uh, GB leaders using these sensory stories um, with them week after week, which is brilliant. So thanks again, Catherine. Um, we really appreciate your time and um, yep, take care and we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with other leaders. You can get more information on our website, gbni.co.uk, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.